And those who went before him and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna. In the name of Jesus, amen. In the intro to her collection of Advent sermons, Fleming Rutledge tells of something she read in a 2017 New York Times article about Yemen, uh, the poorest country in the Arab world. I paraphrase some of her words. Iraqed by years of civil war, pretty much the entire government and all its agencies were out of business. The medical, sanitation, food and fuel, supply networks, roads, everything. You name it, fallen or falling apart. Our parents were desperate as their children began to die of cholera, a disease which is easily treatable in most developed countries. A man named Mohammed Nasir waited outside a primitive cholera clinic as his son Walid hung by a thread. Even if he recovered, his father had no money to return home, so kind of hopeless either way. Another man, Saleh al-Khawani, had fled, fled the bombing with his wife and six children from one side of Yemen to the other, and he said, the war haunts us from all directions. Finally, a third man, Yakub al-Yayefi, a Yemeni soldier, hadn't collected a paycheck for eight months as his six-year-old lay in dire condition from malnutrition, waiting by her side in a clinic. He said, we are just waiting for doom or a breakthrough from heaven. We are waiting for doom or a breakthrough from heaven. Doom or a breakthrough. Disaster or an invasion from on high. That is an Advent sentiment, if there ever was one. In fact, you might try that next time, uh, instead of I'm fine or good enough or whatever your go-to response is, next time someone asks you how you're doing, you might say, uh, well, you know how it is, just waiting for doom or a breakthrough from heaven. <laughs> no, you probably won't try that. And you might be none too pleased that the sermon for the first Sunday in Advent starts out on such a downer. I mean, especially this year. (laughs) For crying out loud, Pastor, how about a little bit of escape? Some light and warmth. How about leaning into Christmas a little bit? And I've got to tell you, I'm with you in most places. Already full lean, our Christmas tree is up, sparkling. Listen to Yuletide carols on the way over, and I have personally consumed at least a gallon of Starbucks Christmas blend in the last couple of weeks. Enjoying all of it. But here, at least here, at least now, it's Advent, which means it's the great season of waiting and longing of giving voice to all the things that give us reason to long for the light and the warmth and the escape in the first place. Advent is the time for naming what needs be broken through and the dooms that only, only a breakthrough from heaven, an invasion from on high could possibly heal. 
And we all wish it were the case that it took combing the New York Times or going halfway around the world to come up with such things, but it is not. We could all come up with hundreds on our own, especially this year. <laughs> One of our local news programs uh, just uh, last week, or maybe it was the week before, uh, ran a, a few minutes about the, the devastation that uh, COVID is wreaking on our elderly in our nursing homes. And you know this stuff. Not, the, not the, the, the virus itself, which is bad enough, but the fact that uh, older folks deprived of contact with their loved ones for, for months now are in many cases simply dying of loneliness. <laughs> One nurse describes it as failure to thrive, which I think is usually a diagnosis which is, uh, which is used for infants who are neglected or malnourished. We think of little Zeke. We'll pray for him today. Little Zeke, the, the day's cousin, seven years old. Hundreds of days in the, in the hospital now. His, his mother of a Facebook page kind of gives updates on how, how he's doing. And, and every once in a while she'll post on there the prayers that she hears, overhears her little boy, her little boy praying. One of the most common ones, a refrain of a prayer is, Lord Jesus, take away my pain as he sits on the toilet that he spends 80% of his waking hours on. Or, quote, Lord, you hear our prayers. Sometimes not right away, but you answer. You always do. Please help me not throw up my medicine. I need it. I asked for it in liquid, so I have to do it, but please help me. Now that is the voice of heroic faith. But as I hear it, maybe you too, the first thing that comes to mind is, dear God, a seven-year-old should not have to pray prayers like that. Not to pile on, but one more, one more story, one more, uh, only a breakthrough from heaven could possibly save us kind of story. Visiting some longtime members, Joe and Noreen, uh, uh, many of you, you know who I'm speaking of, uh, recently, they've both been in the hospital Fading health, haven't been able to come to, to church for some time. So we chatted a little bit, nothing too serious, had communion. And then as I'm going out the door, literally halfway out the door, Noreen pipes in and says, I suppose we could use some help. We'd have grandchildren to help. Joe adds, great-grandchildren by now. Then Noreen finishes her sentence. But both our children are deceased. Hmm. It was the hmm that cut me. Both our children are deceased. Hmm. Not even the energy to rage. What do you say to that? To all the things that you or I could not possibly fix. You might say, we are waiting for doom or a breakthrough from heaven. You might say we need an invasion from on high. Our gospel lesson, our gospel lesson, believe it or not, from Mark chapter 11 for this first Sunday in Advent, speaks of just such an invasion. You may not have heard it that way. In fact, you might have thought, is that out of place? Is that a typo? Isn't that the reading we're supposed to read four, five, six months from now during Lent or something like that? Triumphal entry, maybe? You may not have heard it as an invasion, but I'm quite certain that those to whom St. Mark 
first wrote would have heard it as just that. See, prophets like Isaiah had told that there would come a day when the Lord himself, perhaps as a new David, a great champion like the the Philistine slayer of old, would mount his final attack from the Mount of Olives to reclaim his holy Jerusalem. From where does Mark tell us Jesus started his entry to Jerusalem? Having commandeered his mount, Jesus comes from the Mount of Olives. He comes from the Mount of Olives into the city where the the, the pilgrims hailed him as son of David, longing for the kingdom of David. This is all invasion talk. This is prophecy fulfilled. Those people who, who cry to Jesus, son of David, because they cry to him as the promised king. They cry to him as the one come to slay all the dooms, to stem their dooms and reclaim what is rightfully his. They cry, Hosanna. We sang it too. We sing it in our liturgy. Hosanna, they cry. Just as a little aside, only partly an aside, that word Hosanna, that's really a great word. There's a great Advent word. Actually, it's a word and a half. You may know this already. It's a Hosa. That means like save. And a Na, uh, once upon a time in introductory Hebrew, I, I learned that that's called a particle of entreaty or emphasis. <laughs> Which is just a fancy way for saying na is like the half word that you stick on the end of another word or after another word when you really mean it. <laughs> Sometimes it's just translated as please or in old translations, I pray thee. But if you look at the context where this na shows up, I kind of think that a lot of places, instead of a particle of entreaty or emphasis... It might be the the, the particle of desperation. And rather than translating it as some proper thing like, please, or I pray thee, you might just leave it untranslated, like a guttural, nah. Like the kind of thing that comes out of your mouth when you are a dominated people longing for the the Romans to finally be taken away and someone who's coming who you think might do that and you pray to him, save, nah. Or, this was making such a great Advent word, perhaps outside a Yemeni cholera clinic. Save my daughter. Nah. Or if you're a seven-year-old on the toilet, take away my pain. Nah. Or if you're longing to see your mother one last time before she dies. Nah. Or Joe and Noreen, nah. They're all your nah places. Places only an invasion could possibly heal. This crazy marriage, nah. This addiction, this depression, this guilt, this anger, this sin, save, heal, invade, nah, nah, and more nah. Hosa, nah. That is a really good word and a half, especially the second half, especially these days. And you can see why it's part of our gospel lesson for the first Sunday in Advent, more than any other Advent being the nah time of year. Now you probably know about this invasion and how how it started right according to script. Son of David from the Mount of Olives descends, just like we're supposed to that it didn't quite go the way folks expected. Maybe from the mount that this invader had chosen, they should have guessed that. 
No swords or soldiers like David of old. And you can understand, too, why many of those, most of those Hosanna folks turned on him, or at least turned away from him, disappointed, when he did not take away the Romans like he was supposed to, in the same way you might be a bit disappointed or a lot disappointed. Because he's not done away with the cholera or depression or addiction or nagging guilt either, at least not the way that he is supposed to do. I mean, what do you say to Yakub? What do you say to Yakub having his own little advent, his time of waiting outside a cholera clinic with his six-year-old daughter, waiting for doom or a breakthrough from heaven? What could you possibly say to him that would not be an insult or a lie or worse? Hosanna. (laughs) Hosanna. You might just cry Hosanna with him for a long, long time. And then the best way you can, you tell him, you tell him how the breakthrough, the breakthrough brother has already begun. You tell him about this donkey riding invader from heaven whose only weapon was love, whose battle cry was father forgive them, whose bunker was a cross, who while the only ground he ever gained was that of a borrowed tomb, it was a tomb from which he rose. And because of that, Yaku and Zeke, and Joe, and Noreen, and all the haunted and hopeless rest. Because of that, because God has broken through, because God on that cross has broken sin and has broken death. Yaakov, your advent can be filled with hope and the certainty that whatever happens here, wherever he is, wherever you are, it is not the last word. Dear children of God, doom will not be the end because the breakthrough has already begun. The Lord God, the Son of David, has invaded. It started back then, and even now, in its own hidden ways, it continues. As the invader conscripts this sinner's lips to tell you all about the first invasion. As in a few moments, he commandeers bread and wine to be for you the very body and blood of Jesus to eat and drink in remembrance, as we say, of that first invasion, and as we also say, until he comes in hope for the final victory when death itself is conquered, along with cholera and cancer and depression. In the long advent before the final victory, we cry, Hosanna. But we also sing. We sing, rejoice, rejoice. For Emmanuel has come, and because he has, he will come again. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.